I'm just going to open up with the prayer I prayed this morning because it had carried such a residual and such a, a uh, such a vibration of the heaven, of of like you know when when it says thunders and lightnings in heaven, those are the voices of God. Sometimes they come as loud as a thunder, and as bright as light. But I began to pray, and I want to pray this now, Lord Jesus, you are the glorious one. You who were dead have been risen, and you're seated at the right hand of God. You are the majesty. You are the hope, the better hope. You are where we are to abide in. All of our life is in you. All of our joy is in you. All our healing is in you. We are being loved in the one being loved. We are being healed in the one being healed. Forever, you're constantly in the reception of our victory that was given us in you. Therefore, you never stop healing, never stop delivering, never stop redeeming, never stop rejoicing, never stop living in abundant peace and security, seated at the right hand of majesty, waiting for your enemies to be made your footstool. Oh, Lord, we bless you. You're the glorious one. All is in you. We are in you. We cannot be separated from you. We are bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. We worship you. We are to be brought up into the fullness of who you are that we might be that pure and consummate, matured, perfect bride without spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish, loved. We are loved. We are being loved in the one being loved. There is no separation of love. There's no... different degrees of love that Father extends. It's one love for His Son to whom we are now inseparable for the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. And so I ask, oh, come, come. Make yourself revealed in truth in Scripture. We join ourselves. We acknowledge our joining Having been joined, we return to you. Wherever we've wandered, whatever has captured our mind, our emotions, our intellect, our fears, our greed, our lust, we don't care where we've been. That's not what you're issued about. What you want us is just to fully return to you where you are. You are exalted. You are hope risen. You don't start hope in fresh hopies. You are hope alive, the better hope. You ever live to make intercession over us. Therefore, we are saved to the uttermost. Much, much more coming. Much, much more coming. And I thank you for this. Thank you for the expectation. Thank you for the way you're facilitating the words you're sharing and the people that are testifying and things that are coming there. It is indeed a strong trumpet sound that's coming forth. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. You are the only, you are the greatest victory because you are the greatest one who submitted to humility to the Father's will completely. You overcame the wretchedness of pride through the humblest act man could ever submit to. We thank you. Now you are exalted above every name, every name in heaven and earth. We praise you. 
Lord, please now, Holy Spirit, impart, release, and reveal Jesus Christ, the glorified, victorious, triumphant King, the King. Exalt the King. Reveal the King. Reveal the King that we are forever inside and forever our Lord and forever his body. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Blessings. Thank you so much. We are going to, um, I'll just read from it. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. That's you and me. Yes, things that accompany salvation. There's more than you've got. There's more coming. There's a lot more of salvation than we have. That's why they're, they come with salvation. Though we speak in this manner, which were the previous eight verses and part of the end of, second, of Hebrews 5. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Whenever we show kindness, whenever we do an act of service, whenever we're willing to humble ourselves and give someone else the better seat, the better place, especially the living body of Jesus Christ, we do so to his name. And God met, recognizes that, though no one else see it. And he's not unjust to forget it. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Diligence means speed. It's like at my age, Cammie and I were just teasing the other day. Uh, I was on my way, and I said, honey, uh, I'm going to, before I leave, I'm going downstairs, and I'm going to take the hamburger out of the freezer so we can, um, I'm going to barbecue tonight. And I said, but I'm telling you, in case I forget before I get downstairs. <laughs> and so I, I, I did forget. I was, driving to, I was driving to church, and I called Cammie up, and, and I said, I forgot. She said, okay, no problem, I'll do it. Then she was off taking a walk, and remembered she forgot. So we were talking, teasing ourselves, going, at our age, if you think it, do it. Just don't put any time between. So if I think it, I'm going to go downstairs, not think that when I go downstairs, I thought, now I have to go downstairs. That's diligence. That's moving quickly upon what is to be pursued after. And that's the full assurance of hope until the end. The yes that we said to Jesus included the fullness of the promise that will be revealed in all of us in multifaceted journey that's happening now. And it's to be held in the assurance of hope until the end. The war is over hope because it's the charge given from the Lord to hold and be present when he finishes the course. The course is already set. The outcome is already determined. The plan that God accomplished in the Son has already been seen, experienced. We were known in Christ before time began, so we're going into the future. That's not a big problem for God because he knew us forever ago. It's nothing. It's, it's, fully, it's a learning process of ourselves coming out of fear and lust and control and all the the, the fleshly things and soulish ways that we, get, we find the Lord we're in the midst of. So he said that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. 
It's interesting that we're to show all speed toward the full assurance of hope, but not to become lazy, but in patience and faith, faith and patience. They're all intermixed. They're all together. We have already now had love, hope, and faith mentioned in three verses. Just as we'll always see the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit operating as one in all instances. And so the beautiful thing now is, he said, I want you, I want you to, don't get lazy. And that was Hebrews 5. He said, you guys got lazy. I want to talk to you a whole many things about your great salvation and the high priest of ministry of Jesus and what, I've, what has been accomplished and how he's going to perfect eternal salvation in all of us in our obedience, but I can't because you've gotten lazy in listening. You're no longer attentive. You're not pressing in to discern, so I can't speak of it. I can't give you the meat. We've got to go back to the milk. And, oh, that's another story. So we're babysitting our little uh, one-year-old yesterday, and she was, um, Cam and I, we were feeding her, and uh, in fact, I would spend, I'm, I'm the entertainer in the family. I sing, I dance, I do all the silly things that that's because during Cammie's, uh, our child-rearing years, or her child-bearing years, <laughs> she was either pregnant or nursing all but 10 months over 10 years. Five kids. And I found out that, you know, you know it, for her, our kids just didn't want to eat anything else but her. And so when I got the job of babysitting, there was nothing I could feed them. So I ended up having to become a, you know, a singer and do all kinds of Broadway and whatever just to try to re-engage. So we're doing that, and uh, she, she came, and I said, yeah, I think, um, I think she's ready for a nap. He goes, well, I think she's hungry. And I forgot, well, yeah, I could feed you. So we fed her a few things, and then I was eating that hamburger that I had cooked last week, the remnant of it, and she was looking at it like, and Cam's going, I don't know if you're going to like it because he's, he, Grandpa makes it spicy, puts all that red pepper on it. And I said, well, let's just try it. And she ate it and, mmm. You want another piece? Another piece? Another piece? And we had already fed her what you would consider a, a, you know, a one-year-old's sufficient diet, but it didn't have the depth of protein, didn't have the meat. And so she just got happy again. She got contented. She got settled in because she had eaten some meat, something that digests slower and releases the, the, the results on a low burn versus a high spike. And that's what he was saying. You guys don't get sluggish. You get lazy. You just have to get a, you gotta get a spike. You have to go to soulish media, find out what you think. Imitate does. Imitate those whose faith and patience, faith and patience, patience is long-suffering. means I went one day expecting it. didn't happen. I'm going to go another day expecting it. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to go another day. If it goes a year, I'm going to go another year. If it goes 10 years, I'm going to go another 10 years. Because all I know is that when he returns, I'm going to be in the expectancy and the hope that I was given at the initial sound of his voice, and I'm not going to be in any less expectancy. That's, that's this patience long. You stretch your spirit out. Your spirit gets stretched. Nobody likes that. You know, it says in... Hebrews, I was looking up so many beautiful scriptures. The Bible is so full of hope. I mean, you want to 
Well, it's more about hope than faith because hope is the, the content that, that we're to be holding when we cannot produce it because hope that is seen is not hope. It's something beautiful. In any case, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Everybody ever heard that? It's a, often quoted, but a desire, when a desire realizes a tree of life. The word hope deferred means it's, it's, uh, it's delayed. Let me find a way. I just, sorry, I got to know. Checking my notes on this. Because it is, oh, there's another. Okay, praise you, Lord. Okay. Sorry. Corruption. I just, it was, it's worth just finding now that I've got it to find it. Oh, yeah, that's where it was. Hope deferred means drawn out. And a heart sick means worn out. Our hope has been drawn out. Our hearts are worn out. We have to understand that's very much a possibility for everybody. We have to keep returning. And, okay, I don't want my heart to be sick. I don't want it to, the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So back to Hebrews, please. So he says, now, imitate, practice those. And then he gives us an example. Abraham, that you, uh, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. And so much, I'm going to teach as much as I want to bring you to Jesus today saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiply, and I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And there's something about the oath. It's all about Hebrews. It's a lot about the oath. It's something about the Messiah. It's about the king. It's, there's so many things that are in it, but we won't go there. Just let it be known that for men indeed swear by greater and an oath for confirmation to them is an end of all dispute. But thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have a strong consolation and have fled to refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So the picture is in God made an oath in the resurrection of Jesus Christ as he sat him at his right hand. And said, I call you now my king, my righteous king. You are now my royal priest. I place you as king and priest over my house. And whose house we are? We who hold fast the confession of our hope. And I have now made you the better hope. You are the better hope. Your confidence all will have of their expectation is in you. And now I made it an oath. I'm not going to ever relent. I'll never change my mind. I'll never reshape worship in heaven or earth. It is forever set. You are the centerpiece. You are the minister. You are the means of mediation. You are the intercessor. You are the redeemer. You are, and there he is. And we are called to pursue him and come to God through him. But it doesn't happen. It gets drawn out. We don't see the thing that he said. We don't hear what we, we... And then we start thinking of hope as some kind of like an outcome to an event. 
a scenario to a situation. And then the situation goes in the opposite direction and we begin to get worn out. Our hearts wear out and our heart gets drawn out and we don't discern that, wow, this is all a journey for it to the end, to the very end. And it's not about the outcome as much as it is about the transformation, the oneness of Christ, the, the relinquish from all of the lust and corruption that's in this world and freedom to just go, you're it, you're it. So we are running, I don't know about you, fleeing speedily into the refuge because I've laid hold of the hope set before me. Whose hope is that? That's Jesus. Jesus is your hope. I don't care. We don't know. Jesus is our hope. He's our hope. See, this hope, this Jesus, we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. I don't know why New King James had to put the presence, because it's not even in there. It's just that in the Old King James, it simply says that which enters behind the veil. See, the hope, if you... See, why the God of hope fills us with joy and peace in believing we can abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit because he is ecstatically expectant about a marriage that he's orchestrating in preparation. You can't touch heaven and not enter into violent hope, vibrant. And that's why the God of hope, Holy Spirit, he's just so present so Jesus is the forerunner, and he entered for us, having become the high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Because of who he is before the Father, I am who he is before the Father. Because he, of what he submitted to the Father in, I have submitted to the Father in. God's covenant with one man and my faith in God's resurrection of the one man has now brought me into everything that he accomplished in the one man. So I lose my place. I just return to him. I haven't. It's like, oh. In fact, in the next chapter, because 7, 8, and 9 really elaborate in the depth of what this meant as a covenant, a better covenant, a better promise, and he's called a better hope. He's a better hope. He's a better hope. So, when we approach the Lord, we're learning to let him be everything and to give, give him room for it. Wow. Hold on a second. Let's pray for a moment. Father, I just want to worship you. I sense your presence. I don't want to try to run over that or try to figure it out while I'm talking. We worship you. Jesus has provided us life, eternal life. All life is in the Son. Praise you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Hot dog. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Hot dog, that's tongues. That was, no. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. We're going to make this simple and applicable. And it's going to be explosive if you will put your expectation trigger on this one. And I've tr I had to use it yesterday, so I know it's true. In 1 Thessalonians, chapter 16, 17, 18. Uh, every one of us are confronted with a lot of con concerns right now. 
There's not a, not a place you can look in the air today without having concern, and rightly so. We have thoughts about what needs to happen. We're worrying about what's going to look like it's happening. We're feeling contended over. People are fighting over things. People have very clear pictures of what they want to do. Others, and everyone's making plans for everybody else. And it's stressful, and it's discerning. And you go, what do I do? How do I, what do I move here? How do I move there? And this is God's perfect strategy demonstrated in anyone completely submitted and surrendered to Jesus Christ for a daily living victoriously. So it says in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, you know the scripture, rejoice always. And he thought, you rejoice always. Rejoice always. Why? Because joy is cheerfulness. You have to always look to the world, look to God in expectancy of what wonderful thing he's going to do through his son that he accomplished everything already through. You have to do that. If Jesus is not an adjunct to your salvation, he is salvation. He is not the means to what you want. He is what you want, whether you know it or not. He is. So rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Have a conversation ongoing. Initiate it with your prayer time, your quiet time, your alone time. Set a time. Give God the best time. Your wife wouldn't allow you to treat her the way some of us treat Jesus. If I have time, I'll check out. And if I don't, I expect you to take care of me. Meet my needs. All that. No, I want to come. I want to see you. I want to read your scriptures. I want to be speedy and diligent. I want faith and patience to be active. I want my... That's my part. I want to be there. So do it. Then have the conversation all day long. Because prayer doesn't stop once you end it. You just, it just got in a good, good groove so it can keep going. In everything, give thanks. In everything. Now, for some of you who have a hard time with bad things being worthy to be thankful to God in, let me say it's in it, not for it. But there are some things you can learn to just thank God for them, like some of the stupid things you did and learn how stupid you are so that you could trust God how smart he is. Some of the smarts of God I've never submitted to until I found out how stupid I was. Does that make sense? And so so the, I, I, I haven't found anything that's happened. All of our life is for one reason, to learn Jesus Christ. All of our life is for one reason, to come to faith in Christ and to come into surrender and to come into greater and greater discovery. And there's no telling how far that can go. So re rejoice, pray, give thanks. Say it with me. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. Say it again. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. Say it again. Rejoice, pray, Give thanks. One more time. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. And then this little statement. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Wow. Because Christ is our hope. He's the living hope. Because he's the better hope. Because he is the hope. He is the hope. He is the only one on the other side of the veil. And because he's there, we can come in there. And when we come in there, it's explosive in, in possibilities. 
He is the one who dripped in cheerfulness, the oil of gladness above his companions. He is the most uh, glad, blithesome, hope, joy-filled man and of all creation. He says, oh, Jesus. He can be happy about chores. He can be happy about wars. He can be happy about dreadful thoughts because he is the Lord of all things. He's, he's cheerful. When we won this, we won this. And prayer is this conversation of submission. I want to learn your language. Well, how do you think about this? What would you say about this? What do I learn to say? I can always tell him what I feel, and then he'll tell me what I, he thinks. But I want to submit to what he thinks and learn to say back to him what he's saying because that's praise. That's the best words that God the Father loves to hear is what we say back of the Son, the confession of hope. And giving thanks. I just, I'm just charging. If you will hear this in the Spirit, there's a lot of things that we're being paralyzed by. We need not try to figure them out. We can just place them inside of Christ and say, while you figure that out for me, Jesus, I'm going to practice your will, God, for me in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to rejoice, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give you thanks. I'm going to rejoice, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give you thanks. I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give you thanks. You watch what happens. You watch what happens. You watch the illumination of your mind. Your thinking will get clear. You come out of this dreadful that you come into this brilliant I behold I see is that what Romans 2 did Romans did Romans 1 not say although they knew God as God they refused to glorify him as God nor were they thankful or therefore their foolish minds were darkened their hearts became shut down they began to get so mixed up they thought the creator was a cow Dear Lord, now if you don't think that is happening today, well, we know what's happening today, but the, word, the, the scary thing is happening to us. The, 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 the hope in his mercy, the Bible says, fear God and hope in his mercy. Keep yourself in the love of Christ, love of God, looking for the mercy of God in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that everything I'm in is not yet finished. Everything returns to Jesus Christ. Everything that God began was so that I could be known. Everything that I'm known in and submit to Christ in, I become what Christ has become. I come out of the situation, not uh, a victim, but victorious, because that's resurrection that takes you from the death into the life, that takes you from the defeat into the victory, that takes you out of the conflict into the rest, into peace. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for Christ, in Christ Jesus for you. That's our charge today. Can we stand up? How many will, how many, I mean, I know it's really hard to say this, but what about just doing it? What about just practicing it? And it only works when it's contending against your happiness and your jo choices and your wants 
but it's the source of life. It's the source of life. I'm talking about speak it into all of your problems. Lord, I rejoice in you right now in the midst of this trial. I count every joy. Every trial is a joy moment. Happiness, activation, cheerfulness, count it all joy. Joy. I'm getting diverse temptations so that I can get multiple patience. And patience brings you perfection. Yes. Now, Lord, I want to talk to you about this. This is beyond what I know what to say. I want you to have. Whenever you talk to God, see him and talk to him. Don't talk in your head around things. We all do that. I learned that from C.S. Lewis. He, he said in the screw tape letters, one of the best tricks of the devil to keep a believer from believing is to get them to have prayers where they convince themselves that they're better, feel better, and things are resolved. They have self-talk. He said if they, if they but one moment think they're talking to God, then we've lost them because this is God. He's not a means to a better life. He is life. He's not a means to a better marriage. He is marriage, according to the Scripture. There's not anything that we want or long for that He isn't fully that for us. Wow. So let's hold up our hands. It's so easy. Anybody and everybody can do this. It's just a choice and a practice, and a practice that begins to release abundant life in the will of God. Oh, Lord, we rejoice. Would you start rejoicing with me? We rejoice. We rejoice that you're the creator, the king, the liberator, the redeemer. You're the hope. There's no reason to be disappointed or scared or afraid. We don't have to worry about whatever we're worrying about, whether it's money or politics or anybody or anything. We are rejoicing in Christ Jesus. Joy, joy, joy. You, oh, you are our joy, 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 joy. And you can't do that without smiling. So smile. Yay, Jesus. Ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. Ha, 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 ha. Joy. 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 A prayer. Pray constantly. Always pray. Oh, God, anything and everything that interrupts our conversation with you, Illuminate it and get rid of it. And return us to a consistent conversation as first lovers where we can't help but talk to you all day about everything. We bring you in on our grocery shopping. We talk to you about our traffic. We, we, we submit to you in our stories and our troubles. We talk to you. Praise you. Go ahead, now talk to him. Engage your conversation. Either to the Father or to Jesus, whoever you're talking to, but talk to them. Jesus, you're my salvation, my great intercessor. You step into my life and everything changes. You, you reinterpret everything I go through. You bring it back to the fullness of your word. Oh, you're in charge of everything. You're Lord. I can trust you in every way. You're King. I trust you. I trust you. You're in charge of the job I'm at. You're in charge of the marriage I'm in. You're in charge of the kids I've had. You're in charge of the city I live in. You're in charge of my neighbors next to me. You're Lord. You're King. I come and I submit to you. Hear you. Pray to you. Receive from you. Oh. Now last, let's be thankful. Go ahead. Try it. 
as far as you can reach, thanksgiving, 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 thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my blunders. I thank you for my, my betrayals. I thank you for the what has become of my journey to discover you. I thank you for all my losses to gain Christ. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, there's a Holy Spirit anointing. Come on, receive him. Oh, he wants to help us. He's the happy, he's the big, joyful one of the Trinity. Ha, 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 Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. my home. My home is in you, God. I am steadfast. I will not be moved. I'm Everybody talk. Sing the song or sing a new song. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Release your voice. Sing this song or a new song. Go ahead. We praise you. We worship you. We acknowledge you. We glorify you. You are our hope. You are hope. You've risen from the dead. You'll never die again. There is no death to the hope of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to just release the blessing for us to advance in this charge, biblical charge of conduct in the will of God. Joy, prayer, and giving thanks. And then we'll release some more worship and you go into your day. Engage, be with us. Lord, I just want to thank you that you knew us before time began. We said yes to you when you called us. And now you journey with us to completion and perfection. You will not relent and you're not afraid of anything. You've conquered everything. You are the Lord. You are Alpha, the Omega. You're alive and you were dead. Now you're alive forevermore. You have the keys of Hades and death. You destroyed him who had the power of death. That is the devil. You've delivered us who through fear of death were always subject to slavery. And you brought aid to us because we're part of a covenant in Christ. And now we are a household where you abide and where you've given us exceeding precious promises. But they all bring us to you, Jesus. And you're the center of them. We ask you, Holy Spirit, 
to bring to us in this week activation in joy, in prayer, and in giving thanks. Beside all the other stuff and all its demanding attention, may we grow up inside of joy and prayer and thanksgiving this week. May we have a constant conversation. May we be alive in your cheerfulness. And may we be giving you thanks in every situation we're in. We just declare that right now. So we receive the mantle. It's the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. It's the will of God. We receive it. I saw a few um, tired saints in my spirit right then who have kind of like like the widow with the the few sticks that were going to make the last cake and then eat it and her and her son die. Or the other widow whose father, whose husband was a prophet in the school of prophets who's died now and the creditors were coming to take her sons as slaves. And rather than trying to get the jars and the oil or trying to make the cake for the prophet, I saw these tired saints, hearts that are worn out, faith, hope that's been drawn out. And they just started doing that. I rejoice in you, Jesus. I rejoice in you. I rejoice in you, Jesus. And I'm I'm, I'm praying to you because you are the center of everything, the source of all. You are the king. You are the Lord. My needs are all met in you. And I give you thanks for where I am because you're going to come and find me here. You're going to make yourself known to me here. I'm going to yield to you here. I'm going to discover you here. And they started doing that just little by little in the households, in their day, in their work. You didn't have to be old. You could be very young and very worn out. But all of a sudden, life started like surging because they had reconnected to the Creator, the Redeemer, the Deliverer, the Ransomer. And all of a sudden, they moved from the drawn-out hope, worn-out hearts to the desire coming and the tree of life livers. And they began to become vibrant life breaking forth. And I, I saw it, and it's there for everyone. But I believe that's, that's the op- option that uh, the, the plan of heaven to release. So, Lord, let it go forth in that manner. And we just declare that you are worth all the joy. You are worth all the prayer, and you're worth all the thanksgiving that our life can bring. And we bring it to you now. And now we worship and go into our day and rejoice and pray and give you thanks. Amen.